Which one? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you said the blonde rapper on 106? No, blind, like Blind Fury or something like yeah. that. I forgot what his name was. What? <laughs> no, no, he was tight. Um, <laughs> anywho, welcome everybody to the latest episode of the Gladiator Cypher podcast. Um, coming to you live and direct, your boy, Pseudonym Slim, aka Scrob, aka Chris, aka Split Star Lord, checking in. Hey. hey, like I like um, this flip Star Lord, man. That shit's swaggy, man. I can't even lie. I like that shit. What happened to the sous vide samurai? Oh, I didn't <laughs> I didn't break out the sous vide today, so I can't I can't rep, you know, I'll be false flagging. But um also got my co-host here. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, gentlemen. Yeah, man. You know, Jason, big J up in the building, man. We out here about to do our thing this week. Um mm-hmm. uh Hey, I, I'm, I'm not as amped as I was last week because I feel like they didn't throw that heat on me too bad this week. But uh, I feel like it's going to be some derogatory statements made today. That's going <laughs> to turn me up. So I just want to keep my blood pressure low to start because I ain't take my pills today. So I'm going to keep it low to start. And if it, yeah, I made the turn up. So, But we're going to have fun today. We're going to have some real good fun now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And last but certainly not least, the king of controversy. Oh, shit. You know. The warrior. Papa underscore bear underscore nip. Mr. Pass me another one. Uh, I need to get the 445 Canyon Road. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, it's great to be back again. Once again, with you all gentlemen, Uh, let's get right into it. We got some really, really unique and interesting takes today. Um, Starting off, of course, we all saw the Super Bowl yesterday. Uh, You know, Tom Brady somehow pulled it off again. Embarrassed Mr. Mahomes, but I think Mr. Mahomes got a nice career out of him, so I'm not going to give him too much grief. But, you know, we did see a lot of hip-hop acts, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl. Uh, I call, what's his name, Weekend Hip-Hop Jace, and then we had some commercials with, like, Travis Scott, I believe, maybe. Drake was there also. So that leads me to the question, um, can you sell out in hip-hop anymore? I'll start with Jay. What do you think? You know... I remember growing up, it was like certain things you just couldn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, as a hip hop dude, because, you know, to be a hip hop cat, you had to have some kind of like, you had to be thorough a little bit. You had to have some thorough ability. And it was certain that I, I, I just remember going back to the days of Hammer and everybody was like, oh, Hammer sold out and he owned mm-hmm. everything, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be real with you. I don't think there's no possible way for a hip hop artist to sell out now. Like, what what have we not done at this point? And, and, and everything we've done, I mean, Cardi B was sitting on the on the fucking on the you know on a couch with Mike Myers doing mm-hmm. Wayne's World. Like mm-hmm. at, at this point, man, it's it's a free fall, man. You can't sell out, man. Everybody's about getting their money, getting that mm-hmm. paper. It almost is almost kind of disgusting now that this art form has become just like, yeah, do whatever you want, mm-hmm. and if everybody supports you just because like, oh, you getting paper. Like, I mean, I guess technically you could say hip hop hip hop itself sold out. Like mm-hmm. it went from. The establishment versus hip hop to, mm-hmm. you know, the establishment <clears throat> using hip hop. I mean, whether it be for bread or even with the political shit. Like we got Cardi B with Joe Biden. Like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> are we doing here? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess it. I mean, I blame Common. <clears throat> He, they started hopping out there with like Gap commercials and shit. With- 
fell into the gap, they rock in the hood. Seen peace in the streets when I stopped in the hood. We gon' keep it alive like hip-hop in the hood. It's good when love don't stop in the hood. It's a celebration. Like Dave Champippo, hugs to the fam, kisses under the missile. So when I flow, feel the power to rap ass. People giving me love, I'm seeing the gap ass. Gifted like Christmas, so I love the rap. We gon' give it to the world, peace, love, and gap. Give it to the world, peace, love, and gap. We gon' give it to the world, peace, love, and gap. The fucking scarf and the hat at the... After Erica Badu did it to him, and that's that was the downfall right there. <laughs> Hold on, common was common was the moment he was the common downfall here. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, was the common. It wasn't, I just rappers becoming cops on TV. Like that had, was the downfall. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there for the Gap commercials and shit. Nah, <laughs> it was definitely some wild shit going on before. IC was definitely a pimp. And then turn and turn cop in New Jack City. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of wild shit going on before that. That's true. Yeah, I think it depends how you think about. But, but the, the sweater and the, and the hat was whack. Then the, the jacket and something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. He did. The, the, cro the crochet hat and the sweater. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I think it depends what you classify as selling out. Like to me, selling out is you know going against your morals and what you believe uh, to either become famous or make some money. So I'm not mad at somebody being in a commercial or something for a brand they like, or, you know, kind of venturing out, like, look at Ice Cube, you know, came in with NWA, gangster rap, put gangster rap on the map. A few years later, you know, he's a movie star. We got Are We There Yet? You know, a bunch of different kind of family films and stuff like that. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily call that sellout. I'd call that kind of expanding your horizons. But I could see, for example, if somebody was like, um, super gung-ho about like black rights and all this kind of stuff and then you know is on the campaign cooning for trump or something like that then that would be a definite uh sellout in my book but i think if people are getting money you know they're, they're in commercials or stuff like that i don't really consider that selling out because you know hip-hop is probably like the most popular form of music i would say probably next to like electronic music worldwide um yeah, I don't. You know, I'm not mad at people getting the bag. It's just to me like, when they start to go against like what they believe or like their morals or you know what they came out and kind of touted at first and then switch it around. I think that's what I would call selling out. Oh, you mean like putting the pressure on people not to perform at the Super Bowl and then getting a job with the NFL? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Jay -Z, you mean yeah. something? In, you mean something in that in that realm? You mean something like that? Yeah, and that's oh, honestly oh, oh, that's kind of. Right. You know, I'm all for <laughs> artists to kind of have their own Hey, man, why we got to start early, bro? Why we got to start early, bro? We could at least... Like, it's, pressure, only like it's only been like six minutes in the show, bro. Why we already got to mm -hmm. go on my, my dude? Go ahead, Chris. My bad. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying I'm not mad at, you know, artists having ownership and everything, but I don't like when, like Nip said, you know, some of these artists throw their weight around in the industry and try and... Not necessarily bully, but like, you know, a fall in line, you know what I mean? Or if not, you know, of course, there's going to be some kind of consequences and people have less opportunity to work with, you know, major artists or, you know, less opportunities to be out there in the forefront. And then to turn around and partner up with that same organization, that seems real fishy. You know what I mean? That seems like a sellout almost to say not really calling JSL because he has done a lot for the community. But I think in that specific instance, is really fishy. Like, okay, you're telling people don't do this, but then you turn around and partner with the organization. You know, I don't know. It's kind of, 
Right. So, I mean, I'm I'm gonna throw Jason Cape on on the turnaround, but before I get that, I mean, when you, I think it, the problem is, is because we've gotten to this whole world now where, oh, if you get if you get in your money, it ain't no such thing as quote unquote selling out. If you believe mm -hmm. in what you believe in, I don't think for one second Travis Scott believes in McDonald's. And he's like, oh man, you know what? I you know I fucks with McDonald's so heavily, I gotta do a deal. Mm -hmm. Like, no. McDonald's came to Travis Scott because he was hot and was like, mm -hmm. hey, we need these niggas to eat more fucked up burgers and ruin their health. Can you help us do that? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And we was like, yeah, that's all cool with us. Cause like, because it's Travis Scott. Like, mm -hmm. I, I guess I feel like it, at a certain point, like you mentioned earlier, hip hop was like counterculture. It was counter-establishment, almost similar to rock and roll. And then rock and roll, we saw how they sold out and rock and roll got squashed because they sold out so heavily. Hip-hop, I'm not saying it's going to be squashed because hip-hop just keeps evolving, but the, the 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 pendulum of, like, what is considered authentic and real versus, like, oh, they're just doing this for a buck, it really mm -hmm. ain't even swinging. It's kind of the same now. Like, you could be a real-ass dude talking about murking jokers in your rhymes, but then you mm -hmm. but then you selling Gap t-shirts. Like, how that work? Like, how that sound? Like, but we don't look at that selling out anymore because it's like, well, he's getting his money. I'm like, no, nah, a lot of that shit's selling out. I'm going to be real with you. A lot of that shit is selling out. I'm not mad at them. Go get mm -hmm. your money, but don't come to me and be like, oh, well, no, nah, I'm just keeping it real. You know, they gave me a bag, so I had to do what I had to do. And it's like, no, you didn't have to do that. You could have got money in your culture. You could have bigged up shit that's in your culture. Like, I don't see none of these rappers bigging up nothing that Master P doing. Like, true. that's in your mm -hmm. culture. That yeah. dude came from your culture. Why ain't you rocking every single Reebok yeah. that Master P dropped? Why ain't you getting all the rap chips that you want to put all in your video? Like the noodles and all that shit. P got a oh, yeah, he got everything. Yeah, like that's in your culture. That's what I would say. That's what I respect. But now it's like if a white man come to you with a bag and say, hey, you mm -hmm. going to do this for this. Now, I know some people turn down certain offers. Don't get me wrong. But majority of these mm -hmm. jokers, they ain't turning down shit. And I don't blame them. Again, get your money. But I'm still not going to make it seem like you're doing it for the culture. No, nah, you're doing that shit for your bank account. And that's cool. But like mm -hmm. we, it used to be. I guess a, a culture police in hip hop where when motherfuckers would do some real foul ass shit, we'd be like, nah, that, that ain't swag for the culture, man. Get the fuck, you know, fuck out of here. Like, again, mm -hmm. we killed Hammer back in the day. When Hammer was doing Pepsi commercials and. MC Hammer, rap star and Pepsi drinker. Well, today, we secretly replaced his Pepsi with Coke. Let's see what happens. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. Hammer. Proper. Spinning around and hammer, hammer. We was like, oh man, that man nigga cooning. We was killing hammer. True. Now we looking at hammer. It's like that's 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 the mark. Like oh we oh well we were we were blinded. We just didn't know any better. Nah. You were protecting something that you thought was a sacred thing, a sacred right. thing. Because hip-hop was more than just music. It was the style. It was the dancing. It was mm -hmm. just the swag about it. Now, man, please. Like, I, I can't even. If somebody were to tell me what hip-hop is today, mm -hmm. I'd be like, it's, it's everything. And when it's everything, that means there's nothing at all. I, I, I don't necessarily, I don't, either, I don't swing either way when it comes to, like, cats going and getting their bread. Like you said, that Travis... Scott McDonald's joint. Like I never saw Travis Scott promoting healthy lifestyles to go against the to make it 
I, yeah. I never see him come out like, yo, we need to eat watercress sandwiches and shit. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, and I made a joke about Common, but I mean, it's style. Hip hop has always had uh, uh, a stylish aspect. It's always been materialistic, too. Yeah, it's always been materialistic. My, I guess, issue was like, hip hop has always been anti establishment, anti bullshit. And mm -hmm. for these rappers to turn around and <clears throat> work with the organizations mm -hmm. and politicians mm -hmm. that in former years have gone against everything that was about the culture of hip hop, that's mm -hmm. kind of disgusting. Like that, the, the, and I'm not even an anti NFL guy. But that move was that that was a janky ass move, bro. Especially for you to you the big homie in the industry, and mm -hmm. when you making calls and telling people, yo, we not rocking with this, whatever, whatever. And it wasn't like, oh, there was a five year process of change and evolution in it. It was like the Super Bowl was in January, and then in June, after you done told all these people not to perform for these folks, you like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, we now partnering, and I'm the head of the multicultural bullshit department for the NFL. <laughs> what? You just you just killed a check for me, my man. Like, mm -hmm. you killed a check. You missed. You killed opportunities. Legacy because you know, the Super Bowl, your yeah. streaming goes up. You get money mm -hmm. for the Super Bowl. You get more exposure. You killed all that in the name of, oh, we kneeling, and then you turn around. It's like, oh yeah, we kneeled. People know we're moving on from that now. Like, whoa, mm -hmm. buddy, like. Um, okay, I think we've passed kneeling. Yeah, I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. I think everyone knows what the issue is. And we're, we're done with that. We, 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 everyone knows what the we. You know what the issue is? You know why we were kneeling? Okay, do you know the issue? Yeah, yeah do you know the issue? Yes, we all know the issue now. Okay, next. What are we moving on next? And I'm not, again, so to be clear, for the room, I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying... How are you going forward and Cap doesn't have a job? This wasn't about him having a job. That fast? Like, yeah. That's that check him make you move on. That check him make you move on real quick. Mm -hmm. Like, Good. that's a little, come on, champ. Like, you, yeah, you, 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 you acting crazy now, big homie. Like, I, yeah. Oh, let's get this. Like, are you putting, yeah, are you putting like pressure on them just to secure the deal for yourself later on? It's like, hey, you know, if y'all ain't going to work with me, none of the people from my culture are going to do it. So, hey, everybody just chill out. And then here comes June's like, okay, well, we still have the deal. Okay, it's cool to rock with him again. It just seems backwards. No, and like I said, again, that, that Jay thing is kind of almost inexcusable. The only cape I'll give him is that, you know, he, he, that the NFL system that we know is racist and it's bigger than his hell. Mm -hmm. Only thing I can say is that if, if, if they're saying in the long run, this ends up getting Jay Z or another black person in the NFL team, mm -hmm. I will say it's worth it. You know, I'm a Jay Caper, but yeah, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was pretty foul too. You know, don't give me Jay um, and be like, oh, that makes up for it. 
Yeah, and I agree with your point you made earlier about kind of supporting more black businesses and whatnot. Like I know, for example, I was on Twitter randomly and I saw like Meg Stein was tweeting about um, some either hair care products or something like that. She's like, hey, I'm thinking about going back, you know, natural or something like that. What are some good products? And then like, I think later that week or something, she had like a video up showing how she was using like the hair serum that came from, mm -hmm. I believe a black owned company. Did, did Meg Stein get dropped from her label? Um, No. Okay, then she ain't going natural. Fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stop. No, you ain't fooling me, man. Fuck that. <laughs> no, the Joker lately, we talk about doing it for the culture and getting your money. Mm -hmm. uh, I know y'all heard about um, Chris's boy, Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. Got that 24 mil on that pink diamond. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they're looking like Sunati from uh, Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Morris on Twitter. That dude is crazy, man. He had the L Lozy vision memes and stuff. Look, Thanos was picking out the gem. Thanos had a, a do rag on and was smoking a jack, picking the gem out. <laughs> Lil Uzi's head, like that That's easy crazy. to get Thanos in the club, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I yoked that little nigga up. Just crush all four hands. Just swagger didn't go too far. We, yeah, I, I look here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and I'm gonna say this, and Joker's gonna kill me. I think he swagged it. I would never do it, and I wouldn't fuck with nobody that's doing it. But hey, look, we didn't already wore it on our neck. We didn't got it on mm -hmm. our fingers, on our wrists, or some people got it on their ankle. Hey, look, putting on the forehead, man. I look like something straight out of anime, bro. So I was mm -hmm. like, hey, if he. He like it, I love it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love my fucks with it. I thought he swagged it a little bit. Now, some of them poses he was taking with it, uh, I don't know about all that, man. He, he was taking them poses like them old white women, like <laughs> legs together, sitting Indian style. Like, Mark the magazine. Right, right, right. <laughs> but no, nah, I thought he swagged it, man. I mean, hopefully Chris, nobody repeats that shit. Crisscross episodes, brother. We don't say Indian style no more. Crisscross oh, oh, episodes. PC got here. I forgot. Papa Bear Dip. I mean, you know, hey, my bad dip. I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> Grand Poobah PC culture. There you go. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, make, up. I gotta make up for last week. <laughs> That's why I know my being about cool with that. Oh, you oh see, all right, you was feeling it too. Yeah, that was cool. I like Uzi Bird style. I mean I don't know if y'all saw like his Halloween pictures. He had dressed up as like Blade, but like he like super did it up. So he had like a, the leather armor and all that kind of stuff. I think he had a music video where he was dressed like that too. Like he's just kind of real counterculture to me. I think that's cool, especially if you got the money to do it and you know you can support that lifestyle. Why not? I never seen nobody with a gem that big in their head like that. I guess it's a dermal piercing or something. Yeah, it's crazy. Only, so hopefully only. nobody try and rob him or anything because I just grab it and run. He's gonna be in some pain, but. The only uh, really Halloween really costume really I saw was uh, when Travis Scott was dressed up, dressed up as Roach Man. Oh, yeah, the brown. <laughs> <laughs> and a brown Batman costume looking like a roach. That Uzi shit, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't care either way. Like, oh, my God. You're going to do what you want to do with your money, player. Go ahead. I don't mm. have nothing to say about it. I don't got $24 million to spend on the goddamn head diamond. <laughs> so. head <laughs> diamond. Whatever it was, what was it? A crystal amethyst? Oh, it looked expensive. That's all I know. Whatever it was. Yeah, I don't got that type of money to spend on a head rock. So, 
hip hop pushes the culture. There's a lot of stuff that happened back in the days. You know, people saying, "Oh, that's going too far." Gangster rap is one example, right? Now you look at some of the lyrics they put gangster rap to shame. So I'm, I'm not too mad at people, you know, kind of being counterculture on the fringe of what people think are cool. Because, like I say, you never know. Twenty years, that might be the wave. So I'm not mad at them. Jewelry is jewelry and jewels and flash and bling and all that shit has always been a part of hip hop. Whether it's gold ropes or watt rollies and presidentials mm -hmm. and all that shit, that ain't my thing. So I'm not gonna understand the diamond in the forehead thing. Yeah. I'm just not. Yeah. I just think I you make too it. much money. Like I don't get it. I don't make enough money. I don't get it. I don't got that type of money. I got a. I got Jordan money. That's what. That's what. <laughs> That's two twenty five for them for them Carmine drinks is coming out. I got you. There you go. I can add for extra. That's what I can do. I, rock I my can forehead. Do. Yeah, I, yeah. He can have that shit. So that, that, that's out of that's outside of my ballpark. Mm -hmm. Well, we know something that is in your ballpark. Oh shit. We're gonna get to it right now. Um, I think we recently saw an article from uh, medium.com. Longevity and losses, a complicated career, LL Cool J. So that brought us to the question, why is LL Cool J not considered the greatest of all time? I'm gonna you let you kick that me? off, Yeah, yeah, I'm going to let you oh, kick that really? off, Because no, motherfuckers don't know what they're talking about. That's why. That's why you're not considered the best of all time. Like, I keep having this conversation. Every time I say LL is in my top five, people mm -hmm. look at me like I got three heads. And I don't understand why. Yeah. But he's been kicking this shit since what? Who was the first album? 82, 83, or some shit like that? Right. You know what I'm saying? We got my radio. We got Walking with a Panther, Bigger and Deffer, all this shit. Now, once we get past 95, I can't say. I don't know. <laughs> 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 once once he got under the waterfall with Ashanti, I was like, all right. Once we got our hands sprung, I was oh, like, all right. Man. Oh, yeah, Big you got hands sprung? Big, big, big LA that got big silly. I can't, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? I was oh, with him. On, he, was, he was well, he was crushing cookies in pink pet. What was it? Getting crushed by buildings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool with that. But we you know, not doing clip. The hand sprung gonna clip gonna be on the playback now. They called me Big LA, Big Silly, but no, no. Hey, so you if you saw L in the street, you wanna be like, hey, Big Silly, you ain't gonna give him no love? I would not. No, man, he might try and powerbomb. You know, he'd be beating people up, he can beat Jamie up, beat that dude that robbed his house up. Man, he might try and powerbomb him. That's yeah, true. You That's true. You, you think you work out in the gym, Nip? L, L really work out in the gym. I bust L ass. He's gonna fuck out of here. L, sixty years old. Graduate that CSI move. <laughs> Call a drone strike on you. He ain't no, he ain't no martial artist. What are you talking about? Are you are one. Are you a martial artist? No. <laughs> he ain't some regular. Artist. The regular nigga fighting the regular nigga. I, he got 16. You <laughs> don't call back up like it's on TV. It's a ball nigga. Look here, man. Yeah. I am Look. a martial artist. Nigga, I know crazy. I don't know karate, but I know crazy. 
What are you talking about? Uh, kick that little ass up and down the street. <laughs> <laughs> she talking about? You used to call him Father Man. Yeah. Now they call him Batman. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is the facts for? They used to call me Crazy Joe, but now they can call me Batman. I got thugs, drug dealers, and deviants of all kinds trying to get into my school. You might be one. I don't know. Are you crazy? Are you nuts? I got all day, Chief Gaines. How much time do you have? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know, as a younger guy, though, I do. I have respect for L. Like. I'll sometimes come across his older songs on like some old school playlist or something if I'm training or something like that. I just want to listen to something different. And even though the songs are old and you can tell they're old, he's still jamming on them like the jump. I'm bad. You know, take a muscle bound man, put his face in. Like I love that song. That song is hard. He's got and he's come out too in the '90s too. I remember he got mad at cannabis and tried to take his head off. So like, oh, that's okay. You're spitting, you know, some some hard bars on there. So I definitely LL's longevity. I don't. While it hasn't been as great as some artists, you can't downplay his impact in hip hop. Like he's one of those people that kind of shifted the culture forward and really uh, started to kind of showcase more skills on the mic. Um, he was kind of the first superstar in my eyes, really from hip hop. You think about like some of the older cats. He's one right. of the main ones that really kicked it off until like, you know, given the Rockins and the big daddy came, you know, they're moving forward. You got your J's and your nines and all that kind of stuff. So, Definitely a forefather, and he definitely deserves more respect, I think, than he gets a lot of the time. Yeah, I'm posting up the article for people who want to check it out. Like I said, it's on Medium, The Longevity and Losses, The Complicated Career of LL Cool J. Um, I'm just going – I mean, I'm just going to keep it 100. Like, the reason why L ain't considered in the the GOAT category is because if you read that article, man, L, L had a bunch of shit that just didn't slap, man. He had a lot of shit that just wasn't like. It was a couple of albums in there that was just like straight. Um, yeah, it, it, it was some booty. Let's just call it what it was. It's was some booty. Who we talking like, about? Like, after he fifteen years in? No, nah, no, nah, it was some shit in this prime that was some booty. That I think we skip over. And if you read the joint the article, they even talk about some of the, 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 you know, the crazy shit he was trying to do. Like, uh, here I'm gonna give y'all a little bit of rundown on the, some of this discography. That because I know some of y'all like to forget. You know, Nip like to forget, but. All right. You know, you got radio, big and deaf, it was tight. Right. Then Walking with the Panther was suspect. That was not that was 1989. Walking with the Panther. It was so suspect. He had to come back the next year and said, Don't call it a comeback. Like he knew it was suspect. He knew it was trash. He was like, mm -hmm. Yeah, y'all always think I'm dead. No, nah, I ain't dead. Mama said, knock you out. Like, mm -hmm. he told you don't call it a comeback. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. he knew that shit was trash. Then we get uh, 14 Shots to the Dome when LL decided to be, you know, Mr. West Coast. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, about that shit. 14 Shots to the Dome. Now, Mr. Smith was all right. Then you get Phenomenon, terrible. Then go uh, Tough. But then we're in the 2000s, so that's where Nippers like, it, it sucks from there. Yeah, but, it don't count to that. But yeah. it is, I mean, it's two flops. And when it's like, all right, now, like, like that's why. That's why you ain't considered the GOAT. I, I, you can't tell me no other goat person that we're gonna have in that conversation that technically in a prime had two flops. Well, sorry, Nip will probably do that because Nip will tell you that uh, volume two sucked and volume three sucked and all these other ones suck. So Nip will say it that shit, but... <laughs> it suck. but I didn't know. All right, Walking with a Panther wasn't as good as I'm looking at the track list now. You got there, yeah, you got big old butt going back to Cali. 
Cali was going back to Cali was tight though. Walking walking with a panther wasn't that strong. I, no. I I'll concede that point. I'll concede that point. Yeah, yeah, I but think I, the, I, the L songs I come across are all on playlists, so that's going to be the you know the best of the best <laughs> from them. So I haven't really got a lot of those deep cuts. I haven't had a chance to listen to those, but I well, agree. Mama, you know, Mama said points. knock you out, brought him back, dog. I don't know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Back, oh no, back. it didn't. I agree, but he yeah. still went walking with a panther before that. <laughs> 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 hey, uh, time out. Come on, man. Hell, you should have known it was going to be trash. You named your album "Walking with a, with the Panther." Like, come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, imagine if a nigga now drop an album with that name. We'd be like, what? Back it might be hard. It might be black and Look, that's not like a Drake. That's not like a Drake drop. <laughs> so we're going to see Drake with a Walking with a Panther album. The cultural significance of the Walking with a Panther joint. We're going to say that didn't influence uh, uh, New Jack City, Wesley Snipes, when he had the, uh, the motherfucking <laughs> black with the motherfucking Rottweilers walking around with the chain on. We're going to act like that didn't influence that shit. <laughs> Come on now, let's not let's not talk crazy about Uncle L.A. You know what I'm saying? Let's not talk crazy about Uncle L. <laughs> I think was more damaging than L.L.'s career is his acting career. <laughs> That's what's more damaging <laughs> than the later albums. Oh, come and on, man. Like, you, you, you in like Deep Blue Sea? Come on, man. Wasn't he the chef? No, I'm just saying survived. Then he made it to the end, so hey, that's a win in my butt. Yeah, no, I mean, okay, yeah, I gotta rock with D Blue C because he did, he survived. Mm-hmm. I'll rock with it, but oh, that's the only pass you giving him. Yeah, it was. You ain't little... like you ain't like Halloween H two O. Like I said, his acting career is more damaging to his music career. Miami, people gotta start putting some respect on my man's name. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he got to be in everybody's top five, but he's definitely a goat. Like, yeah, he deserves respect. I don't. He's not in my top five, but he's definitely like a, some of my favorite artists wouldn't be here if it wasn't for LL Cool J. Right. I'm not gonna hate. Yeah, that. Key that. Like, like him, Rock him. It's some guys that just if it wasn't for them, we. I mean, if it wasn't for LL, there's no drink. You can't get no song and love song off if it wasn't for no LL love ballads on rapping. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I I I will concede that. I mean. I think LL is number seven on my my rapper list, so and that's high. I'm not far off. I'm not far off with the five, but don't you disrespect LL and, and put Drake in the same sentence as him again? <laughs> 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 don't you do hold it? On. Hold on, don't but no, real talk. The nigga that made the nigga that made Murdergram and my yeah. rhyme ain't done. It's not on the same level. Hold on, as, 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 as motherfucking Drake. But it's the same joke that I made. I need love. There wouldn't be a Drake song right now. Even I need love when I'm alone in my room. Sometimes I stare at the wall and in my yeah. back of my mind, I hear my conscience call. Real, real, real oh, sister shit, huh? Sweet. You tripping. That Come on. Come on. Ain't that. that don't sound light skin. That don't sound like a light skin, light skin rap. He not crying. He not crying like oh, Tisha from Tisha from Waffle House on Peachtree. She left me. I am thirsty. <laughs> He's not going off like that. He's saying, dang. He's reflecting on himself. He's not putting it on the girl. He's not. He not. He also said Brenda had a big old butt, so I'm leaving you. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. <laughs> we ain't going to do him like that. Yeah, I'm just saying that if LL never did rap love ballads, Drake would never have had a lane. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Exactly. So we've been talking about some major figures um, 
and, and black entertainment and music specifically. Uh, let's bring back one of our segments from last week. Uh, we've been doing this so far um, in Black History Month, highlighting some underrated black artists. I'll start with you, Jay. Who you got this week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to highlight my man, uh, Martin Luther. Like, he is or was, I think, a guitarist for The Roots. Mm-hmm. And he did make one solo album. I think it's called Rebel Soul Music. I think that's what it's called. And But uh, he, yeah, he killed that shit. If you get a chance to listen to it, it's dope. Um, sad thing it is, I ain't no, um, ain't no part two. So, and there we go. So Martin Luther, Rebel Soul Music. So, uh, yeah, get a chance. I get a chance. I know even y'all is, is, is music heads. Y'all get a chance to check it out. Go ahead and get it a listen, man. I think y'all really enjoy that. So. But yeah, that's my underrated black artist. Who y'all got? Who you got, Nip? Uh, you know what? I was thinking about some. I just thought when you started talking about musicians, um, especially somebody who was instrumental <laughs> in uh, a new sound in hip hop, I'm gonna go with Bernie Warrell, the keyboardist from uh, Parliament. Mm. So when you start looking at, especially a lot of West Coast shit mm-hmm. with the uh, the super, uh, what was it, like the G-Funk strings and the organ holding mm-hmm. it all there, that's all Bernie Warrell. I, I hate trying to say his name. Bernie Warrell. That's mm-hmm. all his style. Um, he was the one that introduced that holding a, a, a chord mm-hmm. um Throughout the the, the uh, or at least Dre used this shit like that in, in the G funk shit. But mm-hmm. even when you go back and listen to old funk shit, he's the one that that um, that pretty much held it down um, on the keys with him and um, a lot of P funk shit, a lot of Eddie Hazel albums. Um, just yeah, this is just a dope ass musician, dope ass composer, arranger, all that. Um, one of the first guys to play, you know, set the had a keyboard set up where it's like five different keyboards with different sounds and, and mm-hmm. uh, incorporated in, into the P funk, George Clinton sound. Um, so yeah, when, when one fuckers go back and listen to uh, you know the funk music, mm-hmm. Parliament. When you go back and listen to Dre and them, uh, what's the main one? Dre had the the, the chords on. Uh, Nothing but a G thing. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all influenced by, by by that man. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. I definitely um I gotta check him out because I love uh Dre's kind of G funk era when he was going through a lot of those songs. So I'm gonna definitely check it out. But thanks. Yeah. Um, moving on to my pick, uh, I wanted to highlight um one of my favorite rappers, uh, Tech Nine. Um, I think he's definitely underrated, um, especially for what he's been able to do as an independent artist and kind of um, setting up, you know, his own empire pretty much. Because if you look at Strange Music now, they host so many different artists on it. Um, They're able to kind of have their own tours, go around the country, make a lot of money. Text come out with like tons of albums too. And I think lately he's been getting a lot more shine than previously. It kind of started. Uh, when Lil Wayne was in jail, he was about to come out. He had mentioned wanting to work with Tech Nine, and that's kind of when I got um, I got introduced to him. 
um, as a rapper. And I kind of checked out his catalog and liked it. I would say he definitely has an interesting fan base. Um, and I went to one of his shows and it was definitely um, a very diverse crowd. There's all sorts of people in there. Uh, but it was a fun show. He puts on a great live show. If you ever got a chance to check it out, I recommend it. But yeah, I wanted to highlight Tech Nine as an underrated rapper and um, definitely a great businessman in hip hop. No, absolutely. I remember um, <clears throat> hearing Tech Nine. Actually, I think he had a new album drop either this year or last year. Um, last year, last last year, year. yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I've never heard a bad album for him, and I always get mad when he drops something new, and then I listen to it, and I go, damn, why do I not listen to more Tech Nine? Like, I don't think he's really put out a bad album that I've heard. Now, some of the mm -hmm. purists that tell me that, you know, album number three was shit or whatever, I don't know, but I never seen him put out a bad album, and everything I like from him is just dope. Like, He's just mm -hmm. a dope-ass MC, so no, nah, I like that. I like that pick, for, for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that With that pick. I'm not going to act like I'm a super Tech Nine fan. Like, I haven't listened to every, every album just because uh, I just don't listen to them like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> definitely highlighted some underrated Black artists that may be under some of y'all's radars. But now let's talk about one of our newer segments as well, the Culture versus Vulture series. So, so last <laughs> week, we gave Justin Timberlake some smoke, uh, for sure. I think we spoke about a couple others also. But this week, we want to kind of take it in a different direction. So tell me what you got, Jay. Uh, I'm going to go one that's probably just the easy, you know. I'm, I'm going to take the easy way out here, and I'm I'm probably going to go with my man, uh, Bobby Caldwell. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What you going to do? You know, everybody, I mean... I think every black person in the history of blackness <clears throat> had that moment when you know you heard what you're gonna do for love, mm -hmm. and somebody pulled Bobby Caldwell's photo up and said, "Hey, this is the man that sings that." Mm -hmm. And every black person was like, "Nigga, let's stop playing." And you realize, <laughs> "Oh no, that's the motherfucker that sings this." <laughs> so I mean, for me, I mean, I don't know about nipping y'all, but when I think about white soul, he is the definition for me of white soul, where it's like. Mm -hmm. If I put a blindfold on, I wouldn't have known as a white man. I'd have thought he was a brother getting it in hard. Like, mm -hmm. so I mean, and, and everybody kind of knows him for, you know, what would you do? You know, what you would do for love, but yep. you know, heart of mind, open your eyes, my flame, real thing. Like he, he got he got some RB smashes mm -hmm. that people don't talk about because that one was like the ultra hit. But um, yeah, man, that's what I'm gonna go with, man. I'm gonna go with my man Bobby C. And I'm gonna say that this dude is a he's in the culture, man. Every cookout, every auntie cookout, that song come on. Everywhere you go where there's a lot of black folks, that song, what you going to do for love, go and play. Like, that ain't no one. You can't be no deeper in the culture when you invited to the cookout and you in the cookout and you part of the cookout. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go and give it to my man, Bobby Caldwell, man, straight up for the culture, one time. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with Bobby Caldwell. He definitely for the culture. Definitely, um... You know, I bangs with my white soul. You know what I mean? And, and he, I, I would say he's one of the pioneers of white soul. So I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that one. There you go. I'm going to keep it a little bit in Jay's lane, too. Uh, let's talk about average white band. Hey, right along with that whole white soul vibe, you know, uh, schoolboy crush, the love of your own, some classics, you know. Um, play that funky music, white boy. They're main smash you know what i mean um i definitely think they're for the culture i wouldn't say vulture at all uh cookout smashes you know you can always throw in one of the cuts at the cookout you know people are gonna have a good time um and yeah i think it's it's they're an example of people kind of 
having their own take on soul and rock or whatever you want to call it um and kind of putting their own spin on it and even with play that funky music white boy you know they kind of riffed on the fact that they're a white band but you know they could get down too so definitely gonna put them in the culture category versus the vulture category i mean yeah i mean i'm, I'm gonna just throw them in there because even though they're the average white band they did they get they did get a token just in case it didn't smooth over they got the one token they'd be like hey hey look Tell them we down, bro. Tell them we down. And so <laughs> I'm going to definitely go. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm definitely average white band is definitely on my list for the culture. <sighs> I, uh -oh. I guess I'll give it to him. I did play that funky music white boy song. Just kind of it sits wrong with me a little bit. Because <laughs> like, y'all was jamming. But y'all, y'all, white niggas wasn't jamming like everybody else was jamming. Like y'all was jamming for white boys. Y'all wasn't jamming like. Yeah, you know saying. What about Schoolyard Crush though, or Lover Y'all? You that's can't my, deny that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Look, Schoolboy Crush is my jam. <laughs> Look, play that funky music, white boy. Don't sit with you well, because it's almost like it, it's like the white guy anthem. It's oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. down too. Look, I can dance. Right, Look, yeah, I can play the jam music. I'm gonna pull up with another obscure pick again. I know I said something else in in, in when we were talking earlier, but I just thought about it when you brought up. Uh, average white band. Uh, the Muscle Shoals Swampers. The no session clue. band. You don't know nothing about them, right? Mm -hmm. I know. But every, not every, a lot of funky shit mm -hmm. from Staple Singers to Aretha Franklin to Sam Cooke. These motherfuckers. If when you um. Listen to the shit that they made. You would think that this is like a band from Detroit, but they are the funkiest white boys that have ever walked the face of the planet, bro. The um, who was the staple singer? Uh, I'll take you there. That's what it was. Mm. I'll take you there with them. They had a couple mm -hmm. drinks with Aretha. Um. They were just a nasty, probably the outside of the Motown session band when they had uh James Jameson and all them cats. I think they might have been the funkiest session band um, of all time to me. They, so they really didn't have like their own singles, but like they were partnering with different artists. They came out with an album uh, later. But they okay. were a session band. It was a, a, a studio down there. Mm -hmm. um, so the story was, so there's this, in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, there's this um, this river that was like home to like, I guess, what's the name we would use now? Indigenous people. Mm -hmm. So um, it was supposed to have like these uh, magical powers mm -hmm. and it was supposed to like, you know, talk back to you. Mm -hmm. um, a really majestic type deal or whatever. And it's right mm -hmm. by, I think it's like less than a mile from their studio or whatever. And okay. it was supposed to be like the source of the inspiration for um, the sound that came from that band and shit. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Okay. It's in the water type deal. Right, 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 right. Um, they had a, um, a documentary about them. Um, yeah, I saw that they did have a doc on it. Um, right. When I was pulling it up, I'll, I'll see if I can pull it up in this. So people can see it. But yeah, they did have a documentary 
that was listed when I pulled them up. Right on all the on all, on all the big names that they had and, and the impact they had on the on the on the sound of soul mm -hmm. and, and, and funk. But yeah, so yeah, let me uh, pull it up here. Yeah, so yeah, they did have a doc. Yeah, I mean now you got me interested to want to watch that doc now. Yeah, me yeah, too. Go, go watch that doc. Like I'll take you there. That baseline is crazy. Exactly. So check that right. out. Check out that doc. Some dockers wearing. Glasses, <laughs> IT looking motherfucker, jamming, cause like jamming, fucking jamming. I'm telling you, check that shit out. That's like that dude you put me on. That be on uh, Instagram, white dude on Instagram. That be with his like keyboard and just a oh, mic. Oh, oh Mark Rebe. Yeah, oh, homeboy be going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homeboy be going in, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that joke be going hard. I saw the joint he did with uh him. It was it, I think, Danger Mouse? They did like a little set together yeah. real quick. Yeah, man. Yeah. Homeboy be going off, bro. Damn, I spoiled yeah, my bro. pick for next week. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, he be giving it up. I like Mark Ribier. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. But yeah. I don't he, know he if it's Ribier. Well, I don't know what it is. You know, when, two, when them, you know, niggas don't know how to act when it's two L's together. <laughs> it's rich. It's when it's Williams instead of Williams. <laughs> we don't know how to when them two L's come together. We don't know what the fuck to do. Mm -hmm. Change his name to Soul. That's what he just named. Change his name to just rock with it. Right. He'd be going in. <laughs> All right, so we didn't have any vultures this week. So that's very, um, it's very great to hear. So far, uh, we might get into some more controversial takes in the culture versus vultures segment. But definitely had a, a great, funky, well-rounded. Uh, round this week so i'm glad to hear that and that leads me to our next topic one of our fan favorite segments where we put you on to some new music we've been listening to the what are you listening to segment so i'll let jay go ahead and start off what have you been listening to pull up some more uh rhapsody and then because i was listening to rhapsody it kind of made me jump back and start listening to to the queen uh latifah for other ones that don't know uh, so i started listening back to some latifah albums man and mm -hmm. um all hail the queen the first one i mean you know, Nature of a Sister, the second one albums, or first and, first and second albums. I mean, I guess because of all the things she has done in her career and how popular she's become as an actress or actor, however you want to put it, play, say it. I think motherfuckers, we sleep on how just nasty the queen was. Like, queen was, right. Like, yeah. it, it, like it, it, you know, I, I remember back in the day, me and it had a debate. It'd be like the queen versus MC Light and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we know Light's, you know, Light's. She's the, she's the queen of all this shit. But Queen Latifah, I mean, it, 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 we got to make it two two seats at that throne because, like, yeah, yeah, Queen Latifah is just just nasty. So I, now, I if, put the I put the queen above light. We ain't got to talk about this right now. Well, I know we've had this argument before. Because right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that bullshit she pulled with, I need a roughneck. That bullshit. <laughs> I don't want you. <laughs> yeah, that that bullshit. We ain't got to talk about it right now, but. I need a fucking roughneck. That's crazy. Yeah, that's all, you know, so, the only one I got a problem with it is the roughneck on our show. <laughs> See, you know what I'm saying, right? Me and Chris was like, oh, I mean, I guess that's what she like. The roughneck on our show, Mr. Pass me another one. He was like, oh, you want to talk about you want a roughneck? I show you a roughneck. Like, but we ain't gonna do this. We are gonna say that for another day, another segment. Side <laughs> note: Queen versus like, uh, Queen Latifah. Did you catch your show after the Super Bowl? Hell no, I ain't watching that shit. Couple hours, you like and I T Y. A little, so, a little hey. side note, right quick. I ain't gonna uh, hold it. So, 
when I when I was younger, it, uh, up until I was like probably like a, a older teenager, maybe early twenties, for mm-hmm. the longest, I thought <laughs> this is embarrassing. I thought she was saying you and I T Y. So I was like, who the fuck is T Y? <laughs> who is this nigga Ty? <laughs> And then one day I was listening to that shit. I was like, you and I, T. Oh, shit. Dude. Yeah, that was embarrassing as shit. My mind don't be working right sometimes. Look, look. I mean, in, in your defense, I got a home. My homeboy, Enrique, grown man in college, for forever, he thought Salt and Pepper was saying pussy and not pussy. <laughs> like, oh, I said, you thought he was just playing this on the radio? And he was like, well, yeah, yeah, that's out of pocket. If you put it in there, it works. It's like, What's it real good? I'm like, damn, you're right. That shit do work. That shit ring off when you put it. That's going to be a remix. Somebody come out with that. That's going to be a remix. Well, he thought the push it was the the clean version of the original being about. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But if you you substitute the words, it still fits in it. It does fit. The whole song fits. Like, yeah. (laughs) So give us our credit. You know somebody about to make the remake now. Give us our yeah. credit. They want to <laughs> copyright that joke. All right, well, I guess it's real life. good. All right, hey Dip, what are you listening to? Ah, so three things. First of all, on title, there is a playlist. HBU and HBCU anthems mm. took me right back to 2 dog. Right back to 02. I'm everything from 02. Like, 02 to 06, 07, 08. The snapping, the, the, the swagging, surfing, the, <laughs> all that. All that. Uh, I put that joint on the gym in the morning the other day and, and went crazy. Five mm-hmm. in the morning, I'm swagging and surfing in, in the middle of the gym. Oh, uh, <laughs> and then a couple young cats. Uh, <clears throat> It's not real lyricism and all that, but they should be jammed. Okay. The Young and Pooh Shiesty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Guard Up, that joint, the Guard Up joint. And uh, the Young and Spotty got him. I know it's the the, the challenge they got all across the joint, but that Spotty and Gotti joint, that beatbox and beatbox too, them joints hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Them, them, them noise hard, but that yeah, that's what I've been listening to for the last couple of days. That's check them out. I haven't, uh, I haven't even come across no Pooh Shiesty yet. I, I know no. the bottom got them from the, the little challenge jump. I gotta check those out. Yeah, that guard up that joint. That joint, you're not gonna get no rappy rap. You can take your backpack off. That's <laughs> dead. That ain't happening, but it's definitely jamming. Bro, I hate yeah, what you uh, what you been listening to? Uh, uh, the the, the sous vide samurai. <laughs> Oh man, um, Jay actually hit the chat and was telling us the new Foo Fighters had dropped. So I listened to that album. Um, I listened to it a, a couple. Of, I'm probably like on my third listen. Um, I'm a Foo Fighters fan. I'm not like a diehard fan, but definitely like their singles and stuff that have come out over the years. I've enjoyed a lot. I would say this kind of seems a little bit more subdued in the sound. Like it's not anything that is super hardcore, but. I do feel like they get a little bit more rhythmic at times, which I appreciate. It's starting to grow on me. I kind of went in with the expectation. It's not really lining up perfectly with that, but I'm starting to appreciate the album 
as it is. So I like it so far. I definitely don't regret listening to it. I probably what would you rank it? What's your rating? Um, I probably give it a good three and a half. So what is that? My Uh, man put it on. I will listen. Put it on. I'll listen to it exactly. Like I don't hate it. It's not the greatest file, but it's definitely above average. So. No, I agree. I feel like this sound has matured, and this album was the, like, we, we're we good at what we do. So mm-hmm. I feel like musically, and I hate to use that word sonically and musically, but I feel like musically, it it's the cleanest album I've ever heard from them. But I think mm-hmm. that's because they, they're old heads in the game. Like, they know exactly how they want the sound. They know exactly what they're supposed to be doing, and they mm-hmm. execute it. But you're right. It doesn't have that um that Dave Grohl edge you expect from yeah, a Foo right. Fighters, especially with them being gone for so long. So I agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. I guess one day we will get back to reviewing music on this show. One day, maybe. <laughs> damn sure, listen to no goddamn Foo Fighters though. Hey man, you listen to the Chili Peppers. The Chili Peppers and Foo Fighters is like extension. But no, but Chili Peppers got motherfucking Flea. Flea the nasty motherfucker. Flea the man. Flea the man. Yeah, Flea is the fucking man. I don't know no goddamn people out of Foo Fighters and shit. You know what? I'm gonna go back and listen to some Foo Fighters this week, and I and I report back to you next week. You I don't go. I don't know any Foo Fighters shit. I don't. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that shit. Well, no, I, I guarantee you when you if you go, you know they got their best of shit or whatever. All right, because I felt the same way. I didn't know my homeboy Alex is a huge Foo Fighters fan. Anyway, that's a tandem. But he, I was like, man, I don't know Foo Fighters shit. He started playing songs, and you'll be surprised the shit you know that the Foo Fighters sing. You just didn't know it was the fucking Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. It's all right. like, all right. you know, that's usually how white rock bands do us. We mm-hmm. get it, we find we hear in places and just be like, oh, that shit rock, but we don't mm-hmm. ever know who sunk it. We just be like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna check them out. Exactly. Cool. You know, Nick will come back next week, be like, oh, yeah, they, I fucks with that one song where they be like, well, you know, I don't know song name, but the one where he be like, <laughs> I'm telling you, next week, that's what we're gonna hear. You know, the one where he be like, well, yeah, we know that song, we got you, man, we got you. <laughs> all right. Like, I'll be jamming to that, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't speak. I know just what you're thinking. That's my shit right there. Hey, I'm gonna make sure because I, I gotta stay real, even off the camera and on the camera. I did text the group and was like, I can't even swell the hook for uh for holler back girl. And, and that shit, dude, that shit is jamming. I was like, damn, man, I got my. Got my foot tap and my shoulders moving, but yeah, the lyrics, lyrics is terrible. Terrible. Yeah, bring them, they are terrible. They should jam it. Yeah, when she get her that banana shit, I'll be like, damn, Nip got me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize my daughters have heard that song before. So when I played it, when I was doing the editing, because the people watched last week's show, mm-hmm. I put the segment in the, the show on YouTube. Man, my daughters came down this joint like, that was really, I was like, Y'all know this song? They're like, yeah, my daughter's like, it's on my playlist. I said, man, get out of here. <laughs> we, done, we done editing tonight. <laughs> See, you are the womb that you riding on. <laughs> facts. Facts. <laughs> oh, man. On man that Chris, note, I think there's no much more we can say today. <laughs> on that note, it's been real. This has been another episode of the Gladiator Cypher podcast, the baddest music entertainment review podcast in the land. Um, once again, we'd like you all, if you enjoy the content, please comment. Uh, we love when the fans interact with us. Also, share, like, subscribe. 
do all of that. We're on a bunch of different uh, media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, uh, soon to be Twitter, Instagram. And also check out the other Head Cannon Circus Productions too. Head Cannon Circus Productions covers pretty much everything from wrestling to just life in general. So you'll definitely be able to find where you fit in with the Head Cannon Circus Productions channel. But um, other than that, yeah, we want you all to join the circus and we'll be back next week to cover some more topics and give it to you all like always. Peace. Yes, sir. Make like a tree. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to say after that. <laughs> this, this is a head cannon production. Circus duction. <laughs>